Uh, the band Ween. What can be said about them other than uh, they're geniuses, they're funny guys. Um, listen to Ween records, you'll be confused. Hopefully you'll laugh a little bit. Hey, weren't you on TV last night? Yes, I was. Can I talk to you for a minute? Okay. Pat, aren't you? Uh, who wants to know? Oh, we're Ween. What's a Ween? We're banned, you know. That's Gene Ween and I'm Dean Ween, you know. Like Simon and Garfunkel, Peaches and Herb. It's kind of sad you got stuck with that name. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we're doing a gig tonight. We were wondering if you wanted to come out and play. All right, welcome everyone. This is That Record Got Me High. I'm your host, Rob Elba. As always, it's great to have you guys with me. And you know, uh, guys, here I go, guys again. Guys, guys and gals. I have gals too, but I just, I, I can't break the habit. I just call everyone guys, but uh, that's just the way it's going to be. And you know, I was thinking, how much, how much of myself do I share, should I share with people? Because I know people, there's, there's new people that listen, but obviously I have, you know, people that listen to the show and that feel like, you know, that we kind of know each other or we know each other through the show, but I, I never know how much I should share, but I'm just going to share this for, uh, for those, well, no one, how would anyone know this? But this month, uh, my 91 year old mother is going to be moving in with us because she, she literally ran out of money and she can't afford to live where she's living. So she's got to move in with me. So I have my 91 year old, uh, mother is going to be moving in with us this month. So we're preparing that. So I'm just telling you this. If I sound like I've lost the will to live or if I just sound like like all the life is out of me, it's probably that. So, you know, don't get too alarmed and I'll be fine. Uh, but I just wanted you guys to know that. And, uh, you know, that's it. We're going to power through it and uh, it's, it's all going to be great. But that is my life. And luckily, uh, aside from that, I have uh, I have this that record got me high that every week I get to talk about music and forget about you know, what, uh, what my life is becoming. So, uh, how is that for an introduction, Josh? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Josh Metzger. Welcome to the show, Josh Metzger. How you doing, Josh? Thank you, Rob. All right. And once again, this is someone that I know through the show and I, and I feel like I kind of know, you know how it is, Josh, when you're like friends with people on social media and then you, you, you kind of feel like you know them like, oh yeah, Josh, I, I know Josh. And, and you've, uh, uh, yeah. And you've uh, participated in our, um, uh, patron episodes, but we don't really know each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I, I just participated in that one, um, patron episode with the uh, Peruvian uh, garage rock band. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just so nervous to, uh, to do anything before that. So. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. So that is your first one, mm -hmm. but right. I just used, you, you send it in yeah. that one's not even out yet, but, uh, but uh, all right. So Josh, uh, you're a, a teacher in New Jersey, right? Uh, English teacher in New Jersey. Uh, yeah. But you're also a writer and a poet. And Josh actually sent me uh, some books, some of his uh, poetry books. And, and uh, it's awesome. I got 
You sent me Park Selection, which is which is mm-hmm. awesome, an awesome little poetry booklet. But the the printing is so small on there. It's like <laughs> yeah, that, that was actually my fault. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. great. You know what? I like it, Josh, because it really makes you concentrate and focus on 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 the words and what you're reading. You know. <laughs> so, and then I got Cacophony too, uh, which is a book, uh, which is really awesome. I've been reading it and uh, I've been enjoying it. You know, I have, I have, I have friends who are poets and I have other uh, patrons of the show that are poets, but you know, I always feel like poetry is something it's so anything art, you know, in the art, as far as the arts, it's so important, you know, for us as a people, because especially now, you know, so much, uh, there's so much shit going on and everything's so shitty, but it's so important to like cling to stuff like that, to like, just sort of get outside yourself and to, you know, read a really good book or read a really good poem or listen to a great song. And it just sort of takes you out of, you know, whatever it is that may be going on in your life. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad that I did that for you. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And, uh, yeah. And uh, all right, and also I the one other thing I read. So by the way, if you want to know more about Josh, he has a, a website, joshmetzger.com, right? Yes. <laughs> For all your Josh Metzger needs. Um, and you were originally from Alaska. So does that yeah. mean you were actually born in Alaska? Yeah, born and raised, twenty six years. Where where in Alaska? Uh, Anchorage. Wow, that's cool. That that's really cool, isn't it? Yeah. I- it was it was definitely an experience. I uh, the uh, the more people I talked to over the years, the more uh, the the more unique my my upbringing really seems. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is, and it's funny. I mean, you probably know by now that I work for Alaska Airlines. I've been yes. working yeah for about three years, but sadly, I still have yet to make my way to. I keep Ooh. threatening to, but then the pandemic came and I couldn't. But I plan on getting out there to Alaska. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you really should. I know that's what everyone says. Everyone you know who works for a company been there, they say, "Oh, you have to go." You know, but uh, yeah, I, I know it's totally cliche, and I mean, I probably hear this from other people, but like a picture of it just really doesn't do it justice. Right, like you have right. To yeah, no, that's what everyone says. It's like a world view. of itself, right, upon itself and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that's cool. So you grew up there, and then you ended up in New Jersey, probably like the polar opposite <laughs> of Alaska, New, New Jersey. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Too much. But you have your life there now. But Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love New Jersey. Oh, good. Awesome. That's good to hear. And um, <laughs> and what are we... All right, so what's the album? What are we going to talk about? Which I'm glad we're talking about this album and this band because I need to, like I said, what, what I said, what's going on with my life now. I really need an escape. So I would say th- this is a good band to escape with, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's to do something with. It's, it's, a, it's a trip. I can't really get my mind around this one. All right, what is it? What's the band? What's the record? Okay, this is uh, Chocolate and Cheese by The Ween. Yeah, and I was one. You know, it's funny. I was waiting for someone to pick a Ween record, and actually, someone, exactly. someone else. I have a guest coming up, and I think in a, like next month, uh, Les, uh, my my friend Les, and he also picked a Ween, uh, a Ween record, but a different one. Um, I think the mollusk. I think he wanted to do. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. All right. So this, I mean, the name of the show is that record got me high. So this record obviously got you high. But let me hear. I'm curious. I'm always curious because. I know Ween, and I know I have uh, I have friends. I have a lot of friends that are that love Ween and that are obsessed. I've never owned a Ween record, but really? I but I have had many Ween mixtapes that friends have made me, and I okay. and right. I've loved them. I've en- en- enjoyed them. Uh, they're great. Uh, but so let me hear your Ween story. Like, how did you discover them, and why uh, why did this record get you so high? Uh, it's funny. I, I have a 
I have a similar story to you. Like I, I never, well, I, I have owned a Ween record, but so, all right. So I'll, I'll go back to the beginning. So basically in uh, 1991 or two, probably two, um, I was working at a, uh, at our college radio station in, in Anchorage and um, uh, Pure Guava had just come out. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And it was, it was the Push the Home Daisies song. Yeah, which I was like, like the first song that kind of like got out because this all right so we should say real quick this is their, their fourth chocolate and cheese is their fourth studio album and it was uh it was originally released by electra records in 1994 and it was basically the yeah. first album that they recorded in a real studio and that was put right. out by a by a label so they did everything else was like home recordings so four track recordings right yeah exactly and the, and the um sound quality and frankly the song quality just kind of I think it made a big leap with this uh, with this one. Right. But you heard, all right, so you heard that song off of Pure Guava, and you just, like, when you hear that, you know right away, oh, okay, what is this, right? So like, like uh, yeah, this is not your, uh, this is not your everyday band, obviously, right? Well, it was weird, because, like, this is very indicative of me, and I'm sure uh, a lot of other people who are uh, obsessed with music. So in 1992, yeah, um, Pure Guava came out, and I heard the song, and I was like, well, it's not really my thing, but I could appreciate that it was really annoying and like purposefully so, you know? Yes, right. <laughs> so I, you know, kind of cast it aside because um, at that time I was like deep, deep into like, like exploited and GBH and you know, hardcore, oh. you know, all, all that stuff. <laughs> So we was kind of like a side thing. And I actually didn't, I didn't listen to a full Ween album until um, the Golden Country Greats. Love, love, love it. 
my friend and I actually traveled around the country um, in a bus <laughs> listening to that record and for like four months. That's all we listened to that in like um, flat and scrubs. Right. So it was yeah, kind of a foundational album. But uh, yeah. And then I, I didn't really listen to them again. Um, uh, when I um, when I first thought about doing this and, and I uh, emailed you. Like the mollusk and the um, tw uh, ten cold, golden country grapes were the only two I'd listened to all the way through. Um, but for the last six months or whatever, I've literally sat down and listened to all of these, all of the albums from front to back. Oh, okay. And so you just took like a really deep wean, uh, deep dive. You just did that. Yeah. Ah. It was very, very cool. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, I. I after all of it, I, I would have to say that chocolate and cheese is probably my favorite. And then the, the country one second and then everything else. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Then it's good that you picked this one. And yeah. all right. So quick thing for people who don't know, Ween, basically two guys, they call themselves Dean Ween and Gene Ween, right? But that's not their real names. Right, right, right. You got uh, Aaron Freeman and Mickey Melchiondo. Right. Melchiondo. Uh, but they, Dean and Gene Ween. And like I said, they started doing just these home four track recordings. Uh, and then, but this, I, I, all right. So the thing about Ween is I, you know, they're not, uh, it's funny. You said right away that that song was meant to be <laughs> annoying. Right. And I think that is a part of their thing because they're just, they're, they, they just, they don't care about annoying people and they almost seek out to be annoying. Yes. But Absolutely. right. But they also they they do a great job of just jumping from genre to genre to genre. Like oh, yeah. They, they'll do any kind of genre, but they do it really well. They do right. it. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, 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 that's why I wanted to uh, switch from the country record to this one, because it just showcases all of the freaking in, musical insanity that they uh, that, that they do. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just like, yeah. and, but Oh my God. Yeah. And, and it's cool because it, it basically, they, they, they strike me as these guys that just want to do whatever they want to do. You know, if, if, if they right. feel like writing a, a traditional uh, country song, they're going to do that. And if they want to write some weird, you know, some soul song, but with like some really crazy lyrics, fucked up lyrics, they do that. But right. but they're they're like all in on whatever they do, and especially on on this album, they they had the uh, a whole studio, and and it's still them mostly them playing. Uh, but then they have extra you know uh, extra musicians playing some drum machines, and then some they got uh, Claude uh, Coleman Jr.'s playing yeah, exactly. drums on it. And but oh, it's, that guy is a badass. Yeah, and it's really good. Like the like the music, whatever whatever they feel like doing for each song, it's like done really well. And and it's almost that's why I said I've always appreciated them. But even though people making me mixtapes of all these different uh, Ween songs, and it's like it's just so it's so like different. Everything's different. Um, but the only thing that ties it together is these two crazy guys that obviously. Yeah obviously have maybe they're they have some issues too and they and and they <laughs> maybe yeah maybe, and, maybe. And, well they have had issues documented issues i mean they had they broke up for a while because of the yeah. drug issues and i know people oh yeah 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 and i, I know they've uh, you know self-medicated because maybe they had other mental issues which is like the story you sure. know it's funny uh i was thinking josh 
I wonder. I feel like most of the good music I listen to, you people have to be messed up in some in some way. To That's an excellent music. point, Rob. Right? <laughs> you can't be normal and make. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can, but yeah. it, but it's harder, I guess. <laughs> well, so it's it's interesting that you mentioned the um, what was it the uh, the drum machines because, but oh, what I was going to say was the um, their live albums are just absolutely phenomenal and they have like eight of them bro and really it, yeah <laughs> it's really great think. because each of them they kind of you know have a different take on the you know quote-unquote classic song right that they do and it's it's something when we get to one of the songs in here i'm going to talk to you about they actually so they have a whole live album that they did with the uh the country western musicians that they put on the the country album right and they have a whole live album with that but it's all of, like all of their songs like right. from god we and satan all the way up to whenever and it sounds so good it sounds so much better with the right like the right because they're and, well well that's the thing um, at the end of the day you could only i mean people could peg them as a novelty band as like a novelty almost right. like a weirdo yankovic type novelty thing <laughs> just because their songs are so bonkers and a lot of them are just about you know crazy uh crazy themes or just crazy lyrics but at the end of the day, they still write really good, catchy songs. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Well, and the funny there was a quote from, uh, I guess it was Dean Ween. No. Yeah, Dean Ween. <laughs> Dean or Gene. Um, Mickey. Um, he was saying that uh, the thing that pissed him off the most was when, pe when people compared them to They Might Be Giants. I was thinking oh, lazy. There's two of them, and they're quirky, so they, you know. exactly. And uh, someone lazy would do that, yeah. But it, but it's Absurd. it's not the same. Maybe, not the, yeah, yeah, yeah the, a different, totally different approach and everything. Although I will say, they might be giants. Also, can really write songs too, and they write some really great, cool songs too. Yeah, but yeah, okay, but, uh, <laughs> that's funny. That uh, I could totally hear him getting pissed at that though, and saying, <laughs> "Fuck those guys." Well, but here's the thing, though. Like, they might be giants. Is I mean, I love them. I owned most of their albums, but like they don't have that edge, you know. Like yeah, that that's true. Oh, the, the, yeah, theme. there is an edge. There is an edge to these guys for sure. Uh, there is, and it comes yeah. up. Yeah, it comes up pretty early in the record. But let's so it's let's get into the record now. It starts out with sure. like basically a, a jilted lover song with a '60s Elvis type vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just listening to this one a second ago. Um, this is one of the ones that kind of grew on me. It's. Uh, like if if you if you take out the vocals, it's just kind of like a country rocking kind of thing, like you'd expect. Rockabilly, know. maybe like a little rockabilly swinging rockabilly song. But yeah, the, just yeah. the way he sings, he, obviously he's singing a little a yeah. tongue in cheek, and I love the way he says "thank you." And they got the little crowd there, like he's uh, "thank you." He's singing about the love. It's it's great. Let's listen to the opening track, "Take Me Away." Take me away to some other land, thank you. 
That's so great. That's a good, oh, I love it. It's, yeah, it's so great. But it's so, it's great. And, you know, I was thinking if like someone didn't know anything about Ween and like maybe heard a song by them on the radio and bought one of the records, they would be so confused. Right. <laughs> Especially on a record like, like this. Yeah. The only other band you could probably say that about is like Mr. Bungle or somebody, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and exactly. it's and it's funny. A, a lot of my friends who are Ween fans, I think, are also Mr. Bungle fans. So there must be some kind that of thing nice going person. on. There. <laughs> um, all right, so we go from that cool little, you know, cool opening with like that little uh, Elvis vibe into a song, basically a song about a child suffering from painful spinal <laughs> meningitis. Uh, <laughs> which is, I, I, I really like this. Well, you know, what's even creepier is that. <laughs> Like that Cartman, Eric Cartman voice. Oh, the effect they do on his voice is so creepy. There's so much creepy about the song, but there's also it's it's cool. It's 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 uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. It's cool, but let's <laughs> let's hear a little and then we'll talk about it. Let's listen to a little oh, bit. Wait, of- no, we, we have to talk about that like ripping solo at the end. That's insane. Oh yeah, well yeah, there is. I'll I'll play that later on. But let's listen to the beginning uh, of a little bit of spinal meningitis. Got me down. <laughs> First of all, I love how the the triangle plays large in this song. Like the right. <laughs> triangle is a I is like the, one of the main instruments. But they're so among other things, they're playing on the phrase "Smile on Mighty Jesus" that it right. sounds kind of like spinal meningitis. Uh, it's um, very clever. It's clever, and it's also I, I feel like they're making either one of them or both of them maybe had a religious upbringing. So they're sort of playing with the fact oh, that oh sure this, yeah this poor kid is like why you know why is Jesus doing this to me, mommy. You know, I'm in so much pain. And it's like, it, it's like, yeah, it's really, it's really messed up. But it's, it, it, it's good. I like the fact that they're not shying away from that and they're totally leaning right. into that whole thing. Right. Yeah, that's great. And also, all right, so you were talking about that lead. Did you get the little deep purple thing in the lead? Um, he's got like. Highway Star. He's got a little Deep Purple Highway Star thing going on there where he's sort of aping that lead from Highway Star in specific. Uh, I have to confess, I, I have not delved into Deep Purple. Okay, well, I just I just heard it. I said, and I was trying to think, where's that from? He's like, he lifted that little uh, progression from something, and then I realized it was Highway Star. I'll, I'll, I'll play it underneath. Then, and then it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah, so that's great. And now, all right, so it's just like, schizophrenic right the the album is schizophrenic because yeah. now we go into like some sweet soul with uh i guess gene this is gene doing a really pretty convincing falsetto like soul 
voice in this, right? Well, and that, that, that's what was so cool. I think I mentioned this to you in uh, email, like at the very beginning. Um, yeah, it's like like you were saying about they're on a mixtape, uh, like every mixtape that you got. Like if you get one of their albums, like that itself is like a, a, a mixtape. Like you don't know. Right, it's true, right? Exactly. Sound like from song to song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the album uh, album as mixtape. And uh, this is, I mean, it's it's great, and it's basically it's it's like Philadelphia's history as told from from the perspective of a uh, pimp, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> so let's do a little bit of freedom right. of '76. My girl Sasha looking good on the street. Mannequin was filmed at Woolworths and Boys to Men still keeping up the beat. Yes. <laughs> so just the Philadelphia, little Philadelphia stuff. It's great. It's just so tasty. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they um yeah, like I said, they whatever they feel like they're gonna do, they really do it up well. You know, it's it's like yeah. done well. So it's like you know, at what point is it a parody or Right. Well, and that that's that's what I think that was making them angry, you know, being called a joke band or like right, a, exactly, a, right, right. Because it's more I guess they think it's more of an homage, like this is yeah, probably stuff that they really love, uh, you know, all these different kind of musics because, you know, a lot of people just love all different kind of genres and the fact that they could do any of these genres really well, it's like that's great. Good on them, yeah, exactly. you know. It's like, oh, this one sounds like Steely Dan. This one sounds like Motorhead. This right, sounds ex- like exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so this, uh, this is another great example of their absurdist. They, they have an absurdist sense of humor, obviously, but then they, they managed to mold it into this just like weird little song. Like this song, I, I can't put my finger on it. I can't put my finger on what genre this is. I mean, I don't know. What would you say? Well, you know, here, that, let's, um, I, I just want to mention, there's another song on uh, Pure Guava called Touch My Tutor. Did you ever hear that one? I think so. I think I've, I had it on one of my mixtapes, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the kissing cousin to this song. Oh, okay, and, okay, and okay. That I can't put Tom Waits it. thing, like, once you hear it, you can never not hear it. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. That makes sense. All right, let's listen to a little bit of I Can't Put My Finger On It. Is it alive? Does your life only survive under the sun? I can't put my finger on it. Is it green? Is it red? Is it alive or is it dead? I 
Yeah, that's good. Actually, you you nailed it with Tom Waits. I was trying to figure out what what could I. Yeah, but Tom Waits is is, is it right there. Oh, I just got that like that thing. Just keep moving, man. Right. Oh. All right. So there is a lot of songs on here. So a couple we're not going to do. There's a Cure for Eddie is an instrumental, which is kind of cool. But we're gonna we're not. Yeah, gonna it's to like that. a real, but like, a real, um, like basically one guitar so like one whole song is a guitar solo. Right, 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 right. Which is yeah. uh, which he's a really great uh guitar player. I guess that's uh oh, that's Dean. Uh, yeah, he's great. And speaking of that, I guess this one Roses are free. I guess originally yeah. he had come up with a guitar lead first which he felt uh was very prince like, so I think he sort of they ended up oh, making okay. a song that sounded like prince cuz this to me <laughs> definitely sounds like a song that could be on like Raspberry Beret era prince uh you know. Well, you know it's funny. It's it's. Uh, did you ever hear the fish version of that song? I. That's one thing you could probably guarantee. No, I never did hear. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, it's it's. It's not, it's not that great. It is what it is. Right. Sorry, fans. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it, what I was going to say was it kind of. It was weird because the uh, the guy from Fish was saying that he was a really big Ween fan and he wanted to cover one of their songs. Ah, like they, were, okay. like they were kind of excited about it, but it kind of lukewarm. Right, um, right. So he was oh, I like him as a person, but mm, ah, that's funny. You know, man. <laughs> but which I get. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely on brand for them. <laughs> well, and it's, I, I feel like I'm just talking trash now, so I'm just gonna do it. The, the, like their version was just so like bloodless like it had no oomph oh, right like if, if right. you like you could take the same lyrics and the same uh, uh, you know, chords and etc but it, there's just something that Wayne gives it you know? well that's the thing this is this song like Rosa Free is all about their attitude because the lyrics basically you could tell they wrote the lyrics just so they would rhyme and they would fit in with the yeah. meter but they don't make, yeah, any, sense. make any sense but the whole thing the is sense. their presentation of it and the fact that it right. does sound so Prince like and everything and it's, it makes it great so yeah, I uh, leave it to fish to uh, screw it up to fuck it up. But uh, let's listen to <laughs> "Roses Are Free." Take a piece of tinsel. Take a wrinkled raisin and do with it what you will. What does that even mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they know. 
It's great. Uh, no, I don't think so for sure. But uh, <laughs> it's just great. Do you? Uh, I was wondering. Do you? Um, do you have friends that you maybe tried to turn on a ween or told them about it, and they're just like, nah. You know, it's funny. Like I, I didn't really. I, I, I had one friend who really turned me on to ween, and then. Yeah, like he and I just became like fast friends. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've never, it's never gone the other way. Like I've never tried to get anybody into it. Oh, right. <laughs> it's eclectic. It's a definitely, it, battle, I it, 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 it's definitely not for everyone. But uh, like I said, you got to be just very open to exactly. a band that just enjoy it. You could just sit and enjoy. Like I really enjoyed listening to this record all uh, all week. I've been listening to it and it's so eclectic. You know, you could say eclectic is a nice yeah. way to say schizophrenic instead of saying schizophrenic, right? right? Well, it, it's funny, like I, I don't mean to go on an old man rant or anything, but I was just um, reading this article about SST records and it was just talking about how, you know, there was this, you know, uh, thriving underground music uh, uh, scene in the the early '80s, etc., and you know how it's it's just not really around anymore, and it just kind of made me sad. Oh because right, right. When 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 this album came out and and you know the first uh, Godwin Satan and all of that, like it was definitely a different kind of um, time for music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was because, I don't know, you just can't go back to how it was because you discovered music a different way. Like, I always tell people that you right. sort of, you didn't have, now it's also fleeting and you could just check something out, you know, for a couple people could check a YouTube video. You know, you tell someone of a band, they could look it up in five seconds and listen to five yeah. seconds of it and say, nah, I don't like that, and that's it. <laughs> but it's like, before it was, you had to make a commitment, more of a commitment to listening to stuff and exactly. seeking stuff out, so you sort of... Uh, well, and it, it's different now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there's a lot of great music out there. That's right. Uh, right. Current, there is. Yeah. But, but it's just like, it was a different kind of um, experience. Like you said, like you can't go to the, I guess you could go to the record store and pick up your favorite new album, but you, you know what I mean? I mean, thankfully people are getting back to records and stuff like that, but it's just, I think, honestly, I, I think there's just too much music now. There's too much music. There's too much out there. There's too many people. Everyone's got to be a goddamn, but got to have a goddamn band. And it's just too much. That's my own theory, but whatever. Um, all right. So now we get a ballad, a scathing ballad about uh, purportedly Ooh. just about Gene Ween's ex-girlfriend reentering his life and moving back near him shortly after he started to date his future wife. Uh, yeah. Baby bitch. So he wrote uh, the song "Baby Bitch," and I guess he had previously written "Birthday Boy." Did you know, uh, "Birthday right. Boy" is also supposedly about the same girl. So this yeah. girl, yeah, that was on her first one. <laughs> this girl's got two songs written about her by Ween. So that's uh, <laughs> kind of a. But one of them is called a "Baby Bitch," and it's really kind of mean. So let's listen to "Baby Bitch." It's been a while since I've seen you smile, but now you've come back. Baby, 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 baby,
So I will admit, I would, I like this song, and I I remember I must have had him on one of my mixtapes because I knew this song already, and it's really a pretty song, and I didn't realize what it was about or anything, you know. And and the lyrics are like withering. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and they're so different from how it sounds, kind of sweet and it's catchy, but yeah, Yeah. it's so funny. (laughs) It's great. Perfect. It is perfect. That uh, might actually be my favorite song on the album. It's just oh, okay, nice. Yeah, no, it is. It's a great song. And now we get maybe one of the weirdest songs on the record, uh, Mister. In Mister, would you please help my pony? <laughs> which there's a little. Do, do you know there's a supposedly a story about this song, like like how it came to be? Did you hear? Did you read about that at all? No, I did not hear that. Okay, there's an unsubstantiated rumor that uh, that Dina Gina just finished writing the spinal meningitis in their hotel room while they were on a a a, a trip, some kind of drug trip. And uh, Gene was hungry and went downstairs for food and he saw a headline, Am I Gonna Die, Mommy? He saw the headline. So he was freaking out because they had just written the song. So he ran up to tell Dean, but he found Dean had started coming down from the drugs already and he was curled up and shivering and supposedly he kept repeating, Mr. Would You Please Help My Pony? (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's probably the only reason the song exists. But let's listen to a little bit of Mister. Would you please help my poem? Oh man. Pony has lung issues, I guess. Pops <laughs> not in the driveway. Yeah, right. So, uh, uh, Josh, I was going to ask you, as a poet, as a writer, you must appreciate these guys too for the for the lyrical content. Just the fact that it's very—I feel like they're very brave in that they'll write about you know anything. Yes. Right. I, um, uh, yeah. No. Absolutely. They they uh, they take a lot of chances, which I very much. Uh, appreciate. Right, 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 right. The, I think my favorite thing about that song is the, um, <laughs> I can't even understand what he's saying, but it's like mumbling in the background, like about almost near the end. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, towards the end of the song when he's like mumbling, yeah. Yeah, well, and it's been like they, they do that a couple of times. It's just really. Well, it's like probably what it, I mean. If it's really what happened, if he was coming down and he was just mumbling incoherently, that's they probably wanted to recreate that, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So now we get a nice traditional country-sounding d- ditty 
that they play. I like when they do stuff like this and they play it straight. They play it completely <sighs> straight, you know? And I, yeah. And I have one, I have an observation about a very specific observation about this song, but let's listen to it a little first. Let's listen to a little bit of okay. Drifter in the Dark. Do you ever walk alone? Do you ever walk alone? Like a drifter in the dark. Like a drifter in the dark. Seeking out what isn't there. Seeking out what isn't there. Looking only for a spark from a girl who's all alone. From a girl who's all alone. Maybe she's a drifting too. Maybe she's a drifting too. Like a shadow in the night. Like a shadow in the night waiting just to meet with you and then perhaps in love you'll stay perhaps in love you'll stay or fall and go your separate ways fall and go your separate ways still searching for sparks still searching for sparks like a drifter in the dark do-do-do-do-do-do-do Now, Josh, are you a fan of The Office at all? Do you know the show, The Office? Are oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. This reminds me of Ed. You know, Ed Hel- the Ed Helms character, uh, Andy, uh, later. Uh, this is a song that Andy would sing. This <laughs> with I could picture him in acapella. He was in like an acapella group. I could picture this is like Andy singing. Um, I don't know. I just thought of that. I couldn't get that out of my head once I heard it. Fantastic. Oh, the, the fact that they go on for like two minutes going. Yes, like, right. <laughs> it's great. Uh, uh, it is great. Um, and now we get this song. I mean, I don't. I don't remember. All right, this came out. This album came out in 1994. I guess I was back down here, but I heard, I feel like this got played on the radio. Voodoo Lady. Oh, weird. Yeah, because I... Not I, Alaska radio. Well, maybe... Uh, oh, you were still in Alaska then. Maybe it was... Yeah. Uh, we used to have a really good... Uh, it, it wasn't... College, it's so funny because I'm in South Florida, so it wasn't a college... Uh, like U of M, University of Miami had a station, but there was a high school <laughs> station called Piper. Uh, Piper High had a station, uh, WKPX, yes. and they used to play really good music, so maybe this is where I heard it but that's great on on a high school radio station right but i remember this song specifically gave me the creeps it it, and it still does it kind of gives me the creeps because it's really it's about the voodoo lady and i think the movie wild at heart came out at this time You, do you remember yeah. Wild at Heart? Um, oh, yeah, I love the movie. And uh, there was a voodoo lady. Remember the guy, uh, who was it? Uh, Harry Dean Stanton's uh, got killed by the the voodoo lady, and she was shaking a stick, yeah. just like uh, in the song. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Weird. <laughs> let's just oh, like the, the, the beat on this one just... Oh, yeah, it is. It's, like, it's great. It's it done. It, it, it's so good, and and it's so kind of creepy. And maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, you could say a cultural appropriation a little, but I don't know. But uh, let's yeah, listen. you could. <laughs> let's, let's do a little bit of Voodoo Lady. Stop the jewel. 
that whole lead part is great. It's just it. such a great song. It's so oh cool. man. Well, and on the um, fuck, what was it? It might have been on Painting the Town Brown, uh, but it might have been on their live in Chicago. There's like a seven or eight minute version of that where he just goes like wild on that. Oh, nice, uh, nice. So good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't. I actually have a little story about not getting to see them uh live but uh i'm gonna oh, yeah. save it because it it, it it ties into one of the last songs we're gonna listen to oh. <laughs> but i can tell you a story i can tell you the story then about how i did see them live oh you did all right yeah so let me hear when did you get together. to see them finally oh um it was 2002 in in austin um yeah a buddy of mine and i went to go see them at Stubbs, and um we know about stuff. And anyway, yeah. I, I'd never seen them, but I was like, oh, yeah, like they'll play all the country songs and they'll play the, you know, Mollusk and whatever. Right. And it was just, that was phenomenal. Like I didn't know that they could, that they could do that. It, it was just really, really something. They're really good live. Now, uh, did they have like extra band with them and uh, musicians? Because yeah. I know sometimes they would play just them with like backing traps, but they had a whole band. They had a full band. Like they just did it up. They played for like four hours or something. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it was great. That's great. Yeah, you know, they're a band that never totally broke through, but they have really like loyal fans that have that just exactly. love them and love all their records. Yeah, which is cool. But it's like, doubly interesting that they kind of got in on the jam band thing because they like vocally said that they don't like the. Uh, music. I mean, I hope I'm not misrepresenting what they said, but right. You know, it sounds like they're not huge fans of that type of stuff. Yeah, but, I could I could see people who have, because I know that's the thing with fish do is like fish will do all different kind of weird things and they'll right. genre hop and do it. So I guess maybe they uh, they latch onto that too. But I don't know. I just uh, I have friends also that are fish fans. God bless them, but you know, just not for me. Um, all right, so. So I just have another little tidbit. If you want to get deep into another you know, factoid, yeah. um, there's a band called Unfreeze McGee. I guess they're like a jam rock thing. They did a uh, like a double cover of um, Ace of Spades, and uh, it's going to be a long night from Quebec. Oh right, right. It's because that song. Um, it's going to be a long night. Basically, just uh, Motorhead. It's, it sounds yeah. like a Motorhead. That's cool. Oh my God, it is ridiculous. And it's so good. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah. All right, so this song, Candy, I guess apparently the whole album is dedicated to comedian John Candy, who died while they were recording it. Um, I, I don't. Th- I, I don't wow. know that this song has anything to do with that, but um, let's listen to a little bit of Candy. Thank you. 
Yeah, so this is another one of those really <laughs> bizarre, you know, little songs that they do. I'm kind of shaking my head over here. Right? Um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Said that this was the worst song that they ever did. <laughs> that was pretty appropriate. I, I kind of felt like they could leave this one off and not, you know, lack any quality. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot. There's maybe a, lot, a little too many uh, too many songs on this record. But this this came out. It, it it's the CD. It's a curse of the CD. When they when they first had CDs, they yeah. CDs held more music. So all of a sudden, label said, "Well, we could fit more music on it. Let's you know, right. 15, 16 songs. You know, yeah. So well, it's funny though. There was a um, there was a um, like a B sides and rarities compilation that they did called Shinola. Have you, have you seen that one? No. Oh, it's got some real gems on it that they took off. Well, they, I don't know if they took them off this record, but they didn't put them on. And, uh, oh, my God, there's one called Gabrielle that you have to listen to. It's got basically like the same um, drum pattern as Take Me Away. So maybe they didn't want to include both, you know, because they're right, a little right, bit too right. similar, but they're not really. And you could just take, you know, take candy out and put another one in, and it would be nearly the perfect record it's just <laughs> well now we get uh, so many good songs right in a row now we get the epic uh the epic of the record uh uh sibling <laughs> which is basically sibling rivalry and espanol uh yeah, yeah. sort of espanol uh let's listen to the amazing buenos tardes amigo buenos tardes amigo Hola, my good friend. Cinco de Mayo on Tuesday. And I hoped we'd see each other again. Killed my brother last winter. You shot him three times in the back. In the night, I still hear Mama weeping. Oh, Mama. Still dresses in black. <laughs> I love so he, here's another one where they're just all in on the, uh, you know, on the Mexican <laughs> yeah. ballad, you know, the uh, dramatic yeah. ballad. They're like all in on it, you know. It's like it's, it's his Marty Robbins song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so here's the, all right, so here's my little story. I, uh, in the 90s i uh i people know i was in a band called the holy terrors but for a while for, for a yes. long while i was in a band me and uh and the drummer for the holy terrors mike Boxusis, and two guys from another band from uh radio baghdad uh 
Pete Gordon and um, Chris Hawkins uh, had a band called The Clap. We were called The Clap, and we did uh, punk rock covers. We did like a lot of obscure punk rock covers, whatever. We were a punk rock cover band, and we started as a joke, but we ended up playing for years, like... Nice. But and we did two two Ween covers because these all the other guys that's where I learned about Ween was from these guys oh, okay. uh, because they were huge Ween fans. We did uh, Doctor Rock and we did <laughs> You Fucked Up. Uh, we used to do that. Oh, but the one clap gig that I couldn't make, I think I was out of town, so they did it as a three piece. Ween were playing like at this club next door, and then they were playing. So I guess afterwards, uh, Gene and Dean came came by and they came up and they played this song. They played Buenos Tardes Amigo uh, in this oh. little bar called the uh, Poor House in Fort Lauderdale. And I guess and I missed it all. And it was in the 90s, so there was no cell phone, yeah. so there's no video. But uh, yeah, I, I missed it all. Uh, but I'm glad those guys got to do it because they were all the real huge Ween fans. So I'm sure they were all thrilled. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, all right, so we're skipping the HIV song just because another one maybe that didn't have to be on there, right? Um, I mean, it's all right. It, I, it I kind of like the, Well, it's funny because like people talk about how it has like a like an ice cream truck sound, but to me, it's more like creepy carnival. Yes, yeah, creep, creepy yeah. carnival is good. It's a good description <laughs> for sure. But now, what Diener was talking about, this might be oh my, my favorite. This may be my favorite song on the record. Because, <sighs> again, so good, right? again, they totally nail the genre they're aping, which is, what is this? This is like indie pop, right? Uh, yeah, well, and th- this was the one. This was the one that was on there. Um, oh, what the fuck is it called? Anyway, you'll, you'll see it. It's the Ween with the Shit Creek Boys, and it's got, like... Yeah, oh, okay, anyway. okay. But, live in Toronto, <laughs> and uh, they, they do a version of this song. It's just like whoa! It gives it a whole nother. It's great. Uh, it's just a great song, and it's kind of serious topic because it's a base. Basically, it's about Dean. It's what Deaner was talking about, and it's about Dean Ween uh, and his uh, uh, panic attacks, anxiety, and panic attacks that he had in his early twenties. And that's yeah, what exactly. it's about. And this is what Deaner was talking about. So let's listen to it. The washes out. It's hanging out. So just like a really uh, great song, right? I just, I just figured out what it is. You ready? Yep. Tom Petty and George Harrison. Oh, right? okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Especially right. yeah that's good. Solo. Yep. Holy crap. What'd you say? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that, that's good. That's, that's totally good and totally fair. Yeah. It's, it's totally so catchy and it's, mean. and it's great. I always tell people that you think it's easy to come up, to write like something like that, like just a simple catchy song like that. And it's not, it's like one of the hardest things in the world, you know? 
Um, so yeah, uh, that's cool. And as you you pointed out to me, they should have ended the record with this song, right? Instead yeah. of uh, "Don't Shit with you, Where You Eat" is actually the last yeah. song. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it isn't that great a song. I'm glad you agree. It's too on the nose. It's too mm-hmm. on the nose. You know, "Don't Shit Where You Eat," and it's like that's what the song's called, and that's the you know that's the main line. And I don't know, it's too on the nose. Yeah, well, it's like there, there's no mystery to it or no like dynamics. It's just kind of soft. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the CD, like I said, that's the CD effect. Um, but yeah, aside from that, a really, uh, a really great, cool album. And you know, one thing I don't know, Josh, do you realize? Because people, uh, uh, the uh, the cover of it, I guess originally they wanted to have some kind of gay sailor right. theme, but the right, right. studio didn't want to do that so they did yeah. the woman's body on the cover but did you realize it's a spoof of a commodore's greatest hits album cover no yeah because there's a commodore's that. greatest hits album cover where they're wearing a a belt like a belt similar to the belt <laughs> she's wearing and the same colors oh. and everything yeah it's, it's awesome but oh this, that's great and and it just another note i was uh, listening to this all week on the uh shuttle bus going to the Fort Lauderdale airport and people look at me like I'm looking at porn or something. Cause I, it's got the album cover on my phone, <laughs> exactly. you know, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I bought the 33 and a third book and I've been reading it. And my wife was like, what the fuck are you looking at? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? It's definitely, uh, it's definitely an eye catcher, uh, the album cover, right? Yes, it is. It is. Um, all right, Josh. So this was great. Uh, it was great having. And see, it was fine, Josh. He he. Uh, when we first started out, he uh, confessed to me that he was a little nervous. And what's it be nervous about, right? It's fine. It, it, oh, you know. Fine. Yeah. I hope I, I didn't ruin your podcast episode. I know that's <laughs> no, no. You won't. It, believe me, we've had some. If, if some of my past guests haven't ruined it, then it, no one's going to ruin it. It's it. It's basically unruinable. Um, Fantastic. Will yeah. you have me back to ruin it? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 All right. you did great. You did great. Anything you want to plug? I know, like I said, you got joshmetzger.com. If people want to check out, that's where they can, if, if they want to see your uh, poetry, what you've uh, published, your writing, they can, they could get it on there, right? Yeah. Like there, there's um, links to stuff that I've, you know, had published professionally and stuff that I published myself. Um, yeah. It's all up there. If you just want to pop in and take a look, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, like I said, I've really been enjoying the book and uh, and the other thing you sent me that I put my reading glasses on that I could see it, and uh, <laughs> I've been enjoying right? it. Right. And uh, yeah, any chances? So do you think are New Jersey now for good or any chance you're going to make your way back to Alaska, you think, at any point or no? Uh, I mean, to visit, yeah, but I mean... To visit, just uh, to Honestly, visit, most right? of my family lives in Hawaii now, so... Oh, really? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. No, we're going to be we're gonna be here for a while. Okay, cool. We love right. these Yeah. Once again, uh, everyone, you know, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. It's at that record got me high. And also that Facebook group got me high. At Twitter, it's at TRGMH Podcast. And you can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. Most important, you can go to Patreon.com and become a patron of the show. You know, Patreon, you know what Patreon just started doing? Now I have to file tap because, of, like, I, I have a certain amount. I have to do my, like, no. declare it to the IRS now. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they're going to take a little, which is fine. Whatever. It's fine. Dude. But I really appreciate it, guys. If you want to, if you enjoy the show, become a patron for as little as, like, $2 a month. You could participate in the Patreon episodes like Josh finally pulled the trigger and did on this next one that's coming out. And it's a lot of fun. You can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron of the show. I'd appreciate it. Josh, once again, thanks for coming on the show. 
Thank you, man. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Guys and gals, next week. Jesus Christ. I'm never going to I'm never going to that right. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>